Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi guys, welcome back to another video on NarcCon. It's a Sunday, we've just been for a walk and you can see the um, celebrity guest of the channel, Remy, is fast asleep in the background. So I'll take the opportunity to um, make a video Today, I'd like to talk about being really careful about where you go for support, particularly after um, narcissistic abuse, um, when you feel that you're vulnerable and that there's a brokenness inside you that needs to be healed. Uh, this can be from a childhood experience with narcissistic people or in our adult life. But uh, we are very vulnerable after we have been through this experience. We feel um, in some ways not strong, in a lot of ways not strong. We can feel in a lot of pain. We can be looking for relief from that pain. We can be looking for validation. We can be looking for connection and understanding um, and safety and we have to use our discernment in relation to where we go for that help. I would suggest keep looking at the videos, get the education about narcissistic abuse, learn about yourself, go to therapy, do positive things for yourself. Be very, very careful in the area of whom you confide in, because unfortunately, in my experience, narcissists hunt in packs and once you've been opened up to that type of spiritual influence, others may very, very well follow. Um, it's just something I've observed and it seems to be the way with with people that are empathic, people that give off signals that they're open to. Open to attaching and connecting easier than other people that they're they're warm that they're giving and that maybe they're in need of help narcissists have we must remember decided to not fix their brokenness but to get parts of other people and assimilate them into themselves in order to fix themselves so they will break others to fix themselves. So I was sent an email back in January that really resonated with me in relation to the whole experience of narcissistic abuse. And the person who wrote that email was young and has now escaped the situation that could have very easily killed her. So I would like to read about it to you, read the email. I've been given her permission and it's a horrific story and it's real. 
And it's a huge credit to her and the strength that she has within her and the light that she has within her that she's actually managed to save her life. So I hope you in, I suppose, enjoys the wrong word. I hope that the story gives you hope. That's what I'm trying to say. So if you can bear with me, guys, I'll read it out now and let me know what you think in the comments. Dear Paula, I was lucky to have left the narcissist, but this was after multiple failed attempts, as you would imagine. We've all been there, haven't we? It's very difficult to leave, you know, to get away from the the fog, the cognitive dissonance and the, the spell that in some ways we're under with the narcissist. As you would imagine, and I am still in the process of trying to spiritually detangle myself from him. I had been struggling with complex post-traumatic stress syndrome and was unaware until recently. Long story short, I have heavily narcissistic parents and was recreating these relationships for myself in the outside world. And this, guys, is what I found that a lot of us do in order to try and fix the past relationships that we've had, that we were not in a great position to do as children. Maybe we inadvertently go out and seek the same type of dynamic in order to try and finally overcome that which we could not overcome as children. Mr. Nark, I, I like the way you've taken up the channel term. Mr. Nark is a billionaire twice my age. And I won't give the person's age away because I want to protect their identity, but they're in their 20s. Who happened to paint the perfect picture of love, care, hope and extreme charisma. Who hasn't met that guy or girl? I had immense empathy for the poor billionaire with a drug addiction. Two years ago, I came back home to live with mother and he came to my aid as the perfect escape. So, yeah, guys, when we are not in a great place ourselves, when we have work to do on ourselves and that's really hard to face, it's Wonderful if someone comes along and says they'll make it all better for us, which we probably didn't get maybe in childhood. And it seems like a a wonderful solution to the broken parts of ourself. But unfortunately, if you meet a narcissist, you can break further. He had the perfect combination of both of my parents' narky characteristics. He was married to Lady Nark. Now, guys, really watch out for this. A narcissistic couple. And they do stay in couples if they're both serving the purposes of each other, if they're complementary to each other in in relation to the fact that the two of them together can be more powerful and can cause more destruction and gain more for themselves by the coupling of those two spirits. He was married to Lady Nark, who would often pimp out younger girls for her rich and charming husband and turn a blind eye to his escapades. And we've had a similar relationship dynamic in the news 
for the last year or so. Um, so, yeah, so this does happen and we've seen it in real life and we're hearing about it here. Narcissists get together and cause a huge amount of destruction. One being, you know, each of them propping up the other's image. And so you have a narcissist telling you that they're wonderful and that they're into all the things you're into, love, peace, joy and harmony. And then you can have the other narcissist in the couple backing, you know, reinforcing that image of them and saying, oh, yeah, you know, my husband or my wife is really into this and kind of give credibility to the narcissists already really credible um, PR job on who they are, but literally aren't. Suited their open dynamic relationship well. Both lured, lured me into the world of drugs, which I used to escape my pain. For them, it was mere entertainment. I dealt with the love bombing, devaluing, projection, manipulation and all else topped off with being highly drugged and vulnerable. Chemical imbalance, one on top of the other. You've said it, you've said it, girl. Chemical imbalance in every way with someone else controlling how you were feeling chemically. Paula, they would trap me in their mansion for days and offer me every drug imaginable and I was not allowed to leave. I was so terrified, heavily manipulated, and now had a taste of the euphoria that comes from using, that it felt almost impossible to remove myself from this cobweb. What an articulate young person that's writing this and how well you describe um, the trickery and the, the gluing that a narcissist will do to you by describing the term cobweb. Whenever I felt that now was the time to leave, they would send another four or five narcs after me so that I could never leave their sick cult. Yeah, it is a little bit cult-like in this, um, a little bit cult-like where they probably draw young and vulnerable people in. I was also enjoying the feeling that the drugs were providing me with so everything else was secondary in my mind and the psychological hold that NARC had on me was phenomenal. I felt I could not live without NARC and that he cared. That's really when they say, you know, when they make you feel like you're connected to someone and someone really sees you and that they care for you. That's a potent drug within itself, if you particularly if you haven't felt that deep connection from your caregivers before. At one point I overdosed and of course no one came to my rescue. These people are apparently so influential that NARC had bribed cops in front of me. How were I to get out? The final straw came in March last year when things got so ridiculously bad at home, my mother began projecting and trying to force me onto meds. And at this moment, I decided to meet Nark again. I had become heavily self-destructive and was ready to do anything to get out of my home. 
We went to a resort two hours away from the city and he kept passing me crack cocaine, which I actually was not enjoying at all. I was coughing up blood and still unable to say no. I felt like I was trapped with a lion in a lair who wouldn't give me a moment to breathe unless I used and was abusing me in every way in the process. It was disgusting and sad how I had reduced myself to nothing. He finally fell asleep after a day of using. I took one look at myself in the mirror and couldn't recognise the skeleton I had become. Sorry, guys, I've just lost my place here. I held my breath and literally tiptoed out of the room and somehow found my way back to the city. As we were in the middle of nowhere. I had never received so many text messages the following morning from Nark to get me to meet him after I had escaped. My phone was exploding. I can't imagine the wound I created in him. No, they wouldn't have expected that, not when they had had you so far gone with drugs and when you'd actually attempted to go back home to your parents and found that you that that wasn't um, supporting you and you went back to the narcissist. They would have expected you at that stage, definitely. Like like all narcissists, very much underestimate the power of the empathic person and the power of the light within them. Um, they very much underestimate us, which is something that occurs over and over again. Okay, um, the story is much longer and nuanced as you would imagine. I can't imagine how many girls never escape. And this goes for young men as well. This happens with young men as well. Um, people that have been abused. There are these people out there who are actually looking for vulnerable young people to use and abuse. And it's part of our society today. And it's something we have to be cognizant of and really fight against. And we need to get this education out there. I know I say it time and time again. Young people need to know about it as well. Okay, many flying monkeys later and trying hard to keep up with no contact. I have not seen him since and do not intend to. I have been clean since that night. It has been almost a year now. My God, imagine how hard that was for you to achieve. That is just so amazing. A part of me still awaits the hoover every few months. It comes and I ignore it. And this, guys, is what you really have to watch out for. Narcissists feel they own you for life. They are patient and they are predatory and they are persistent. And they hope at some stage, if they keep persisting over and over again, at some stage they will get you in a weak moment and you will succumb to them again. So bear that in mind and no contact is the only way to go. They must not be allowed to get at you. You need to escape from this dark energy.
Okay. Um, okay, a part of me still awaits the Hoover. It will take some time and therapy to block him out forever and get over the highs, the highest highs and lowest lows that I experienced with him. And this intensity of feeling and the the kind of lack of intensity after narcissistic abuse, you feel like you're flatlining because of the highs and lows they give you. You feel like you're in a world that's kind of dull because life is kind of going along on a flat line. There's no huge ups or huge downs. And you kind of this kind of adds an element of excitement to a narcissist. But what you don't understand until you are healing is that it wasn't excitement. It was a false trauma and you were bonded to it and that this flat line won't continue forever. But the contrast of the highs and lows to what you experience when the narcissists are out of your life makes you feel that life is is not worth living for a while. And it's really important to recognize that when you're in survival mode and know that it will not continue forever once you do the work and heal. I keep losing my place here, guys. So sorry, bear with me, please. Okay, so he's was still hoovering. Um, it was hard to rationalize how we sometimes had the best conversations and he acted like he knew me so well. And on the flip side, it would be a joke to him if I died from drugs. So these people are highly manipulative, highly credible, highly believable and give you what you want in order to get, take your soul from you. On the bright side, although his monkeys are constantly keeping a tab of me, Next month, I'm finally moving city and going to look for work again. And in brackets, I have not worked in the past few years. And I'm slowly beginning to see myself worth more than ever this time. Once you beat a narc, you can achieve anything. That is so true. Guys, you that have started your healing journey and are on your healing journey, listen to this girl. She She's felt it and she knows it. And I promise you it's true. This is a huge thing that you're overcoming now. It's an amazing, um, takes an amazing amount of light, energy, healing, self-belief. And it it is a wonderful experience, but you have to believe that you you will reach that point where you feel the wonder of the healing journey. So you've heard it now from someone who was through an immensely awful time and a dangerous time with narcissists. And she has gotten away and is feeling joy in her life again and seeing herself as having a value and being worthwhile after what she's been through. This is incredible. The thing that helped me out of this rush was realising that I must have clearer boundaries with my own parents and coming across narcissism and studying YouTube videos inside out. I was fully conscious during the entire process of knowing him, but heavily dependent and trauma bonded. I felt like I was viewing myself in the third person 
and didn't know how to climb out. I am now in therapy, looking to move away from home and going to start afresh. I still find I am a glue to narcs, but can identify them better. And I don't think anyone could beat the above experience in the hierarchy, hierarchy, is that it, of narcdom for me personally. This man was Satan. It is a miracle of God that I didn't develop a drug addiction after almost eight to nine months of using non-stop. That is a miracle. Thank you for all that you do. You're helping so many of us who totally lost ourselves, internalised all the false projections. Yeah, internalising all the false projections. That That is one of the things the narcissist uses to, to get us. It's a real hook they have in us when we believe the false projections that we've experienced in life and allowed the narc to take over our lives and personalities. You've shown me how truly strong I am. I am not just saying it, but I genuinely believe it. I hope that I'm able to fight this demonic force and not give into it and turn into a demon myself. You're well on your way, girl, to, to as, uh, as, how can I say, a sublime life. If you can recover, which you are doing from this horrendous experience that was the test, a nutter test of your self-belief and your belief in God and your belief in light has gotten you out of this situation. Thank you, Paula. I wish you a life of true peace and bliss, lovingly. And then she signs her name. A story of hope, guys, a horrendous story, a, a life-saving story of one of our young people that had experience of narcissism growing up and was really groomed for another narcissist to come along looking for a way out of the experience she had as a child and happening upon another predator, now has escaped, now understands what this is and who she is and is learning about her strength and the light that she has in herself to go on to live her life in purpose. And, you know, huge credit to you, huge credit to you, light and love to you. And to all of you out there who are struggling with the trauma bond and struggling with internalizing projections from other people um, that gave you the opinion, their opinion of who you are when you were growing up, when you were vulnerable. It's just their opinion. It's very likely to be a negative, bad opinion coming from how they feel about themselves and nothing to do with you. So do not internalize people, people's opinions who do not love you. Be very aware that that you are not the accumulation of other people's opinions. That's it for today, guys. I'm going to join Remy on the sofa and have a cup of tea and uh, hope you are having a very restful, peaceful Sunday with joy in your hearts and hope in your hearts after hearing this wonderful story. God bless for now and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.